0: everyone this is 30 day Trek. I'm your host Canon and in this episode we are covering the season 4 episode of the next Generation the nth degree. This is the one where, as the Enterprise is investigating the Argus Array, a subspace telescope at the very edge of Federation space that has stopped transmitting its data two months ago, Lieutenant Reginald Barclay, who we were introduced to in the Season 3 episode Hollow Pursuits, is struck by a flash of light from a probe that is responsible for the Array's malfunction. The socially awkward Barclay, who at the beginning of the episode is stumbling through a stage production of Cyrano de Bergerac opposite Beverly, suddenly becomes the most advanced human being who has ever lived as a boot boosts the shield's strength by 300%, figures out how to simultaneously fix all 18 reactors on the array in two days, crushes his next performance as Cyrano, and is confident enough to successfully flirt with Diana. This sudden-boosting character becomes a concern for the crew, especially when, as one of the reactors starts to melt down, Barclay heads to the holodeck and creates a neural interface to shut down the reactors and, in the process, become the ship's computer. The Nth Degree is an episode that I like to refer to as Comfort Food Trek. This is an episode that's light on any thematic weight or moral lesson to take away from, but is just a fun episode to curl up with as you're winding down from a long day. The episode came out of a desire to bring back Dwight Schultz, who at the time was most famous as Howling Mad Murdoch on The A-Team after his guest appearance in the previous season. They didn't want him to do the same bumbling, socially awkward routine in Hollow Pursuits, so Joe Minoski, the writer of the episode, who was inspired by the short story Flowers for Algernon, decided to take the opposite route and have Barclay become the smartest man on the ship. And since Barclay was introduced in order to have a character on the show that the audience could relate to, Michael pillar said that Barclay is more of a stand-in for him than for the average Trekkie, it made sense why this episode feels like wish fulfillment. Who among us who feels small, awkward, anxious, and wishes they become more confident in life wouldn't like to, for once, be the smartest person in the room and exceed their capabilities far beyond anyone can imagine? It's also fun to see how the main cast react to Barclay's new mental and social abilities, in particular Riker, when he finds out that Reg made a pass at Deanna. What was that all about? I had some ideas late last night. I needed to consult with the computer about some quantum electrodynamic calculations. A holodeck Einstein program seemed like the best way. I guess I went a little overboard. A little? Most of the stuff on that blackboard was way out of my league, and yours too. Not really. I just haven't thought along those lines before. It's all really pretty evident now, and if you would to put your mind to it, I'm Rich, sure... Reg, ever since our running with that probe, something's different about you. What? Because I'm beginning to behave like the rest of the crew, with confidence in what I'm doing? You just spent the entire night arguing grand unification theories with Albert Einstein. Yes, but... Reg, something's happened to you, and we can't ignore that. I've finally become the person I've always wanted to be. Do we have to ask why? Yeah, I think we do. Whatever that alien probe did to him, Barkley now seems to know more about the internal workings of the Enterprise than anyone else on board. The question is, how are we going to deal with it? we could confine him to his quarters. How can we do that? What's he done? I mean, we're talking about locking a man up for being too smart. If he's been influenced by an alien, wouldn't that put us all at risk? Not necessarily. It might be something as simple as an allergic reaction to a bee sting. And Mr. Barclay done anything that could be considered potentially threatening? Well, he did make a pass at me last night. A good one. I'd hardly consider that a threat. No, but it's certainly unusual behavior for Barclay. There's something else, Captain. He taught violin technique at the music school last night. I don't know Barclay played the violin. He didn't, not until last night. Look, if we want to save the array, we need Barclay. It's as simple as that. Until he does something more menacing, I see no reason why we should prevent him from continuing his work. Listen to Commander La Forge. Go ahead, Lieutenant. We're having trouble containing Reactor Nine, sir. It's starting to change. I'm on my way. You said he made a pass at you, but you failed to mention whether he was successful or not. The nth degree is very much a season four episode of the Next Generation. You can see the shift in the series towards a character-based direction with not only the focus on Barclay, but also in the main cast as you can feel the comfort and familiarity that they have with each other. And the opening scene of Barclay and Beverly performing Cyrano de Bergerac is another example of an episode opening with a character acting in a play that helps to set up both the theme of the episode as well as the lesson the character will learn. In this case, Barclay being influenced by the Cytherians, the advanced aliens responsible for the probe and the Array's malfunction who are explorers from the center of the galaxy 30,000 light years away, who instead of journeying out, they bring the galaxy to them. And that while Barclay is back to normal and can't remember how he did all the things he did, he could still go forward knowing what he's capable of. Also, the moment of first contact between Picard and the big giant head of the Cytherians is one of the funnier moments of the series. Emotive, electrochemical stimulus response plate, bipedal locomotion, endoskeletal, contiguous external integument. Hmm. I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Hierarchical Collective Command Structure. Who are you? Interrogative. The nth degree would later be referenced in the season 1 episode of Lower Decks, Terminal Provocations, where the minor character of Fletcher does a similar thing where he tries to boost his intelligence by hooking himself up to an isolinear core. This of course goes terribly wrong, as Fletcher is an awful character. While I'm all for the homages and callbacks to TNG within Lower Decks, this was one example that I wasn't a fan of, mainly because comparing Fletcher to Barclay feels like a slap in the face to Barclay. As awkward as Barclay was, and his use of the holodeck was questionable, he never blamed others for his inadequacies, was still good at his job, and when push came to shove, could be relied on in a crisis situation. And as pointed out by Deanna at the top of the episode, he was working through his social anxieties by putting himself out there in one of Beverly's plays, whereas Fletcher blamed others for his screw-ups and threatened to take down Boimler and Mariner if they didn't clean up his mess, and even though he failed upwards to a transfer onto the Titan, said transfer only lasted 10 days as he was caught dumping trash into the warp Corps. There is a reason why we've only seen Fletcher once since the start of Lower Decks, whereas Barclay kept coming back for not only the rest of the next generation, but also in first contact and later in Voyager as he helped to bring Voyager back home. While Hollow Pursuits was a great introduction of the character, the nth degree is what made Barclay one of the most relatable and beloved characters in the franchise. Join me tomorrow when we skip ahead of Cupid and go to an episode of TNG that is eternally relevant. Live long and prosper, and also, live well.